You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, if you'll uh, indulge me with a story, or let me tell a story, of when I was in high school, I remember this very distinctly. The one thing that I cannot remember about this story is what Bible passage I was reading. But we were on a youth trip to, uh, from Albuquerque, New Mexico to Lake Okaboji. And we were going to camp there and we would drive through the night and we'd go to an amusement park the whole next day and then drive through the second night to get there in the morning. It's crazy. And I remember that second night, everybody else on the bus was asleep. It must have been the middle, late, late, late at night. Two or three in the morning, maybe. Everyone else was sleeping, and I was sitting there in the back, and I had opened my Bible. Now, I don't, I don't know why exactly. Maybe I just figured it was, we were going to church camp, so I should probably read some Bible stuff. And, and I was reading, and I wish I could remember what I was reading. It could have been, maybe it was Paul where he writes in Second Corinthians chapter 5 that God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Or it could have been uh, Paul writing to the Galatians, I have put on Christ. I'm sure it was St. Paul talking about the Gospel. And all of a sudden, it struck me what the forgiveness of sins meant. That everything that I had ever done wrong was forgiven. That every false word that I had ever uttered, every false deed, every wicked thought, every act of love that I had failed to do, all of it was forgiven, was died for by Jesus. And not only that, but that Jesus himself, Lord of all, who died for me, not only has taken away all of my sin and all of my iniquities, but he has given to me, put to my name, put to my account, his righteousness, his keeping of the law, his perfection, his love, his mercy, his holiness, that I, that I had the holiness of God by this work of the gospel, by, faith, when, by simply believing the promise, not by anything that I'd done, by believing the promise, I had this righteousness. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me in the middle of the night on this bus ride in the middle of I don't know where, it dawned on me that I was perfect. Not, of course, by my deeds, but perfect as a gift from God. Now, it's overwhelming. Because you, because we know, don't, it's, we know that we're not perfect. We know that we're breakers of the law. We know it. We know that we're sinners. We know that if we had to stand before God on the judgment day, that there's, that we don't have a chance by ourselves, by our lives. And yet the Lord Jesus has given to us, given to our account, to our name, He has given us that very perfection. Now, I was so sort of struck by it at this particular moment that I climbed over the person sleeping next to me, and I ran up to the front of the bus where Pastor Kevin was sound asleep, and I woke him up, Pastor, 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 Pastor. And he comes out of this grogginess, what's going on? He figured there's some sort of emergency, someone's sick in the back, something's going wrong like this. Well, what is it, Brian? Pastor, pastor, I'm perfect. (laughs) And he said, oh, really? (laughs) And I said, yeah, 
Jesus forgives my sins. He forgives our sins. He takes them away. And he gives us his righteousness in place of it. That means that we're perfect. And he said, and he said, that's right. That's right, Brian. And I'm sure you'll still be perfect in the morning. Let's talk about it then. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. Do you see how, how, how wonderful and completely beyond anything that we could ask for or imagine that gift of the gospel is? And that is what it means to be a saint. It's what it means for you to be a saint. It means that, that all of your sins, every single one of them, all the things that you've done wrong, and all of your failures, everything you ought to have done, is completely taken away. And given to you is the perfection of Jesus. You are perfect. In the eyes of the one who matters, God the Father, your judge, you are perfect. Now, this is astonishing. Astonishing thing to consider. And the book of Revelation, in, we had chapter 7, gives it to us beautifully in this picture. It's the picture of the white robes. Now, you, we, we've talked about this before, to imagine how it works, that, that you're just issued, when you're born, you're issued a white robe. So you can think of like what the doctors wear, you know, a doctor's robe or something like that. And, and you are given that white robe, and you are to wear it your whole life, every day. You can't really take it off. And Now, every time you sin, you can imagine, every time you sin, there's a stain on that robe. Every time you fail to keep God's law, that robe gets a little bit dirtier, a little tear on it, or a scuff. The hem starts to come apart, or whatever. It, I mean, it's, it's not long before all of us are wearing utterly, utterly filthy robes. It's stink. I mean, it's at some point, if you realize it, you can't stand it. Now, one of the differences between uh, being a Christian and not being a Christian is that you realize how filthy your robes are. We hear the preaching of the law, which is like a mirror, and it shows us our own sinfulness. Apart from that, we think, well, maybe I make a few mistakes, but look, everybody's filthy robes on, so you might as well embrace it. But we know that it shouldn't be this way. And not, and not only do we add to the filthiness of these robes and tattered rags that we wear, but it's, it's not just that we're sinners, but we're also the sinned against. I think that it's, it's like we're in a mud fight. It's not, it's not just that we're making things worse, it's everybody else around us is making things worse. And, and, and someone will throw a, a ball of mud or someone will scrape at your, at your face. Now you're bleeding on your own robe or someone's tearing it, trying to tear it off of you or whatever. Now the bad thing about these robes, not only is just to recognize how, how utterly filthy and horrible they are, but to recognize that we are all in a line to go out on a fashion show contest. I don't know if it's actually called a fashion show contest, but you know how this goes. You can imagine it with me, that we're all waiting in line to go out on the stage to be judged by what we're wearing. Now that is a horrifying thought. And this beauty contest has eternal consequences. 
And the one who's standing there ready to judge what you're wearing to see if it's fit for you to enter into the wedding feast, the one who's sitting there can't stand to see even one little spot. In one, one, it's like a, like a military inspection. You know those white glove inspections and one little thing will, will overthrow everything. This, this is the expectation for you on the last day that you would walk there and stand before God in a robe completely white, completely holy, gleaming. And here you are, and here I am in these utterly filthy rags. Just threads of disgust. Now that robe is your conscience. That robe is your righteousness. And John sees the vision of those coming to stand before the Lord. But look what happens. I looked. This is Revelation 7. And behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne... And before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. One of the elders said, who are these clothed in white robes? Where have they come from? And I said, sir, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. Now look, look what Saint, look at the angel here. And St. John, call your life and mine. Living here below in this valley of the shadow of death. It is the great tribulation. These are the ones that have come out of the great tribulation and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they're before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in this temple. So here we are, all lined up in our tattered robes of filth, ready to go out on the stage, and just before we go past through the curtain, there's a huge vat filled with lamb blood. And you take off this robe, and you dunk it in, and you pull it out, and it comes out gleaming white. Beyond what you could have asked for or imagined. Hope beyond hope. Perfect. And you put it on. And you walk out on the stage. And the judge, God your Father, says, you look perfect. You look perfect. Now we have to ask ourselves, how does this blood work? Is this blood some sort of like super bleach? Does it dissolve the stains? Here's the secret. This blood doesn't wash away the stains. It doesn't, ta- it doesn't destroy the stains or dissolve the stains and make them something different. This blood moves the stains. This blood relocates the stains. It takes them from your robes and it puts them on the robes that Jesus is wearing. So that every single one of your sins, every single one of your failures, every single time you've broken His law, every failure that you have to love, every single bit of it is gone to Jesus. He takes your sin 
And he gives to you his righteousness. So if you want to see it like this, that there, as you're ready to go out and be judged, there you are standing in your filthy, tattered robes. The Lord Jesus says, give me that. You take mine. It's with his righteousness that we go to stand before God's throne to be judged, (laughs) to be welcomed, to be called as children. Now, it's not only that, and this is the point, it's not only that Jesus gives you his perfection, but that he takes your sin so that he now has to go out on that stage wearing your tattered robes and wearing mine. And you know what happens when he walks out there? They crucify him. But not you. Because he is your substitute. And he is your savior. And he would rather, and he would rather bear the wrath of God himself than have you suffer a single moment of it. He takes your sin and he gives you his perfection. He takes God's wrath and he gives you God's love. He takes your death and he gives you his life clothed in his perfection and the forgiveness of sins. So you are saints. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the children of God. And such we are. Children who are forgiven, washed, cleansed, and perfected. So you can all call me at three in the morning. (laughs) Pastor, you can say, I'm perfect. God be praised for that. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.